The game is still on. It's the Real Social Proof Online Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. That's right. It's going to be five intense days, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long with breaks in between. 60 plus successful speakers, which means 60 plus virtual sessions and workshops and private group access. And that's not it. All live sessions will be recorded and sent to every attendee. That's That's right. right. Every Every attendee. attendee. You'll never have to worry about missing a workshop. And with VIP access, we'll have the Social Proof Sunday calls ready for you every Sunday in April after the conference featuring Social Proof speakers you can engage with live. It's the Real Social Proof Online Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. Get your tickets now at www.realsocialproof.com And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We have a repeat guest, okay? We have the audio version last time, but this is like the video so people can like see the sincerity once he starts talking about this health and wellness. Because, yeah, you're like, you're a fun loving guy. You're like, you know, upbeat. But once you start talking about these viruses, brother, (laughs) it gets real. It gets real. So introduce yourself to the people, man. Uh, well, I'm Dr. Bobby Price, author of Education Over Medication. I'm a plant-based pharmacist and nutritionist, so I've worked in um, the clinical setting in the hospital. I've also worked for the FDA. Uh, I've worked in Japan in the hospitals. I have did research around the world. And so I came back here, wrote the book, Education Over Medication, and now I'm just educating people on how they can build their natural immunity, build their health with fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. So. Uh, Fire, fire. So, like, pre, just just like lay the foundation of your story because you were like a doctor, like a like an in hospital doctor, but then you quit. Yeah. So walk us through that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I love what I do. I'm a scientist by nature, and um, so I was working in the hospital, uh, really enjoying what I do. But the one thing you I you go to school to be a scientist or a doctor, or is it? So I went to different? school and I got my doctorate in pharmacy. So I'm a okay, doctor gotcha. of pharmacy, and um, so I'm working in the pharmacy in the clinical setting, and um, I noticed I start to get sick. Well, actually, I got diagnosed with high blood pressure at age 16. And this was despite the fact that I was an athlete. I only had about 5% body fat. I was a pretty good athlete, went on to play in college, and I still had high blood pressure. Yeah, me too. So for me, I pretty much chalked it up to heredity. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my grandmother, my grandfather, my dad, my mom, they all have high blood pressure. So I'm like, they passed it to me. And so um, as I start to get about 28, I notice I start to gain weight too. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, I graduate school, I'm at the crux of my youth and intelligence, and I'm now 40 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm trying to figure out not only how to balance this blood pressure, but how to get this spare tire off my waist. (laughs) (laughs) And so I tried everything, every diet you can imagine, every exercise program, nothing really worked. I mean, I was working out five, six days a week. That still didn't help. And so um, out of desperation, I just- Hold on. So you're 40 pounds overweight and you're working out five to six days a week. Yeah. And you still got the six pack, the the, the keg. I got a keg. That's crazy. And the funny thing was in college, I was known for abs. Like my coaches would ask me to pull up my shirt to show the guy like, this is why we're working on abs. (laughs) <laughs> and so I go from that to the kegs. Right, right. So I go to, from literally like an eight pack to a keg in a matter of maybe four or five years. Mm. And so, but I feel unhealthy. Like my joints are aching. I can't play basketball like I used to. And um, I think that was really the thing. And, yeah. and the other thing was me and my friends were loading up to go to Trinidad for carnival. Mm. And I don't know if you know a lot about that. But oh, yeah, it goes down. Yeah, it goes I down. Been, and, but. And, everybody's got skimpy outfits on. Like, and mine didn't require a shirt. And I'm thinking like, I'm going to be on the beach, exposed to thousands of people. And now all my boys that I played basketball with, they got to see this keg now. And I'm like, nah, I got to do something. And so out of desperation, after trying everything, I was like, well, I'll try this plant-based thing. And uh, this was- For how long? How long was before the trip? This was like maybe- Four months before the trip. And I was Mm. hoping for 10 pounds at the most. I'm like, 10 pounds? That'll probably get me like two of my ass back. (laughs) And I could sort of chill on the beach like this the whole time, hide the rest of it. Mm. 
And so um, I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I had uh, been uh, doing some research and then I heard about Tony Robbins and this was around the time that he was transitioning to a plant-based diet. I don't think he is now, but mm. he was talking about green juices. He was talking about the importance of getting rid of meat and dairy. And so I'm like, well, this guy's pretty smart yeah. and I'm running out of options. So I'll try <laughs> it for 21 days, mm -hmm. 21 days to create a new habit. And so 21 days in, I lost 17 pounds. Oh, wow. And I can see like four of my abs. So like, I'm really hyped because I'm like, maybe I can get to the six. 14 days. 21 days. 20, I mean, 21 days. I lost 17 pounds. So was that just plant-based or you were still going to the gym? I, I wasn't going, what I was doing, I switched out of the gym because in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, I don't want to bulk right. while I'm trying to lean out. Right, right, right. So I, I, I switched out of the gym and I did just calisthenics. Okay. So push-ups, pull-ups, jumping jacks, things like that, jump rope. Every day? Um, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes a day. That's it. Mm. So I, I, and then I did it for three or four days because mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, let's balance out this inflammation too because... You know, I just had a whole scientific approach right, around right, the whole right. thing. So three or four days, 20 minutes a day, calisthenics, plant-based lifestyle. And then this mm. is when I'm like, well, let's, I learned a lot about herbs. So let's start transitioning back to that too. So mm. I started incorporating a few herbs to help me get some bowel movements going. Because that was one of the things. I wasn't pooing. Like, At all. Man, like every other day. Hey, yeah. you're supposed to go like after you eat, right? Yeah. Yeah, so two, three times a day. And so I noticed I wasn't pooing either. So hold on, right now, you go two, three times a day? Oh, yeah. Like, so I wake up and there's an automatic, let's go. So that's one. And then uh, I have a green smoothie like I had on the way here. So your body is just like, it's like a clean system. It's Man. like a highway from here to... Yeah, it's like a cleaners. Wow. Yeah, so... But I go through this process for 21 days, lose 17 pounds, and I'm thinking to myself, well... Let's go 30. Let's get right, all right, these right. abs oh, back. So. And so I go 30 days, and in 30 days, I lose 32 pounds. Mm. And so now I'm, I'm seeing friends, and they're seeing me, and they're like, what the hell happened to you? Yeah. And I'm going back to the pharmacy, and patients are like, what the hell? Like, I yeah. can see the look when they come into the pharmacy. I can see, like, other physicians, like, coming and seeing me to ask me questions, mm. and they're like, what the hell? When they're like, hey, speak to Dr. Price, and they come in, they're like. <laughs> right. And so now everybody is asking me, what the hell are you doing? Mm. And so literally a lot of my patients are seeing me. They're like, he got a new visible neckline. The clothes are <laughs> hanging off him. His skin is glowing. Wow. And so I literally just start writing out these plant-based prescriptions. And um, people love it, man. And they coming back, you know, month after month telling me they're healed and they lost weight and they feel better, they sleep better, all these sorts of things. And so it just made me start to feel like a hypocrite mm. at that point. And so I ended up leaving the hospital. And luckily, what year was that? This was 2012. So 2012, you left the hospital. Left the hospital. Okay. And serendipitously, a little bit later in the year, a friend reached out to me and said, Hey, there's this opportunity in Japan, uh, would you be interested? And I was like, well, where is it in Japan? And he goes, Okinawa. And I'm like thinking, like I just did some research on Okinawa because they have a group of people called centenarians who live to 100, no disease, die in their sleep, and mm. um, they eat primarily a plant-based lifestyle. So I'm like, these are the people I need to study. So I'm like, I'm interested. What was the, what was the opportunity? I was going to be working at a hospital. Okay, gotcha. And so now I'm talking to the people. I'm like, do you think I'll be able to go and meet these people and do some research? And mm. they're like, oh, yeah, we hooked that up for you. Wow. And so um, I jumped at it, man. Uh, I literally, initially, I ran from the opportunity, just like everybody does. When you mm. get exactly what you want, I ran from the opportunity. I was just like, uh. And I was doing, I was sabotaging it, too. Like, they were asking me why I wasn't going to come once they figured out what I was doing mm. and who I was and that sort of thing. And because uh, I had just received the award for the most innovative pharmacist in the state of Georgia. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so um, because of a lot of things I was doing. Uh, mm. And so um, I told them this astronomical price to pay me. It was like double what I would normally get paid. Yeah. And I'm thinking like after I tell them that, they'll leave me alone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and when I sent it to them, they said, when can you come? Wow. Yeah, and so at that point, I was just like, and it wasn't about the money. It was just about, I tried to sabotage myself, and it didn't work. Mm. And so I was like, okay, 
I think I'm supposed to go. Yeah. And I did. And I went there and I lived there for three years studying these people. Uh, and it was an amazing experience. I learned so much about how they have incorporated food as medicine literally into their philosophy of life. Mm. And um, so after being there for about three years and studying with them and learning not only like all these secrets that they have that aren't really secrets to them. They're just mm -hmm. the way of life. Yeah. I left and moved to China for a little while, mm -hmm. moved to Thailand, India, several countries in Africa, Peru, Honduras, and then came back here where I wrote the book. Wow, wow. Yeah. So um, obviously you have an amazing cleanse that uh, that I took. I, it, it, was, it wasn't easy. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's not the cleanse, it's like the actual discipline yeah. that you you actually uh, implemented in the cleanse, which not only just works on like flushing your body, of course it flushes your body because I was flushing, right. you know what I'm saying? Which, and, and it kind of helped me feel better. Not kind of, but it really made, it helped me feel better. But the mental game yeah, that's man. played. That cloud gets lifted. Yeah, so, so talk to me about how the body and mind work together in terms of this cleanse. Yeah. Man, well, the thing is, like, we have the all, like, medicine is a reductionist theory. Like, what it does is it takes the human body and it breaks it down into sections and separates it. But that's not how the body works. Like, the body is... This medicine does that. Medicine does that. Traditional medicine. What do you mean by breaks it down into sections? Well, like, it says that, okay, your heart is over here and this is how it works. And then your kidney is over here and this is how it works. But they work together. Right. You understand? So, in traditional medicine, they don't look at it from a holistic standpoint. If you have high blood pressure, then they treat the vital sign, the systolic over diastolic. They treat the number. Mm -hmm. They don't treat the whole human being. Your blood pressure could be because you have anxiety and depression. You probably went through something. It could be because you have poor kidney function. It could be because you're eating foods that are very thick and viscous, and they make your actual- Viscous, come on, help me Viscous, out. like it makes your blood really thick. So like your blood should be like water, not Kool-Aid. You mm. see what I'm saying? And so have you ever like, you know, when we was growing up, the Kool-Aid would fall out the glass and it would just clump together. Oh, for it, sure. would, it wouldn't even run on the table. Like right. it would just clump together. A lot of people's blood is like that. You understand? Mm. And so when the blood is thick like that, of course it's gonna put more pressure on the blood vessels and increasing pressure increases blood pressure. Yeah. So your blood pressure could be high for a number of reasons. You understand? You have could have a, a swinging blood pressure because you don't get enough sleep. Yeah. There could be a number of things, but if you come in the hospital or traditional medicine and you have high blood pressure, there's a treatment algorithm, meaning there's this regimen that everybody gets. Mm -hmm. You initially get a water pill, then after the water pill, they may up you to like uh, something like an ACE inhibitor, like lisinopril, mm -hmm. and then after that, they may up you to something like a beta blocker. There's a treatment tree that they go through. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets the same treatment tree, whereas I don't believe that that's how you treat people because the body is a unison. It's a, it's a symphony. It's all working together. You take one note out and the music goes away. It sounds like scratch. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so essentially that's how the detox works. It not, it not only cleanses out your gut because a lot of detoxes will only cleanse out your gut or your liver or your gallbladder. Mm -hmm. But this is a full body detox. It get ri gets rid of you know heavy metals out of the body. It gets rid of that 10 to 25 pounds of fecal matter that most people have in their gut that they don't know what they have. They just think they have a big belly. Mm -hmm. You understand? You know, it gets rid of a lot of the toxicity in your blood because when you go in the market, most of the food that's on shelves, that's in stock, mm -hmm. I like to call it, which is 90% of the store, it has a label on it. And when you have a label on something, it means that it has additional ingredients to what the food is. Yeah. So you may be buying cornflakes, but when you read the ingredients, it's like 50 ingredients inside right, right. of it. You understand? It's corn yeah. in the so, form of flakes. <laughs> yeah. It's, so those additional ingredients is essentially, you know, preserving to make it last longer on the shelf, to make it preserve its color, you know, mm. to make it taste a certain way, to give it a certain flavor, like all these things that are very unnatural. Mm. And so I always tell people when you're in the business of pres preserving something, that's in the business of mortuary. Like that's what they do with embalming fluid is to preserve mm. the body until you actually lower them into the ground. Right. And so a lot of the, the chemistry that they're putting in food, that's exactly what it is. That's why they call it 
preservatives. It's preserving the food. But the unfortunate thing is that chemistry is very deadly to our bodies. And when you really think about it, 50, 60 years ago, before World War II, processed food didn't exist. Mm. You understand? So it's new to the human body. I mean, when you look at it on the grand scheme of things in terms of like chronological time, in human history, processed food just blipped on in the last second. You understand Mm. that? Like we we haven't been exposed to this ever, which is why so many people are sick. So many people are obese. So many people are dying at a younger age because we're being exposed to things that are unnatural that our bodies don't aren't able to recognize, aren't able to eliminate, Mm -hmm. which is why most people like myself in the past are constipated. And so what the detox does is it flushes out all the elimination pathways and we have six you understand like we have multiple pathways to get rid of things but people only think about the urinary where we're urinating and then when we're having a bowel movement but there's more essential pathways that we eliminate toxicity because what goes in when you take think about food the idea is to pull the nutrients out the food and leave the stuff behind like for instance in fruits vegetables they have fiber The fiber is there to feed the good bacteria in the gut and also sweep the gut out. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's why when you have a bowel movement, what's left over is a lot of the fiber. Gotcha, gotcha. You see gotcha, what I'm saying? Okay. And so when you start to put things that are unnatural that the body doesn't recognize, it's like, I don't know what to do with this, so we're just mm. going to stuff it to the side. Right. And eventually that whole pathway becomes narrow and narrow and narrow, and that's the job of the detox. Wow. And I, I thought what was really interesting, because you worked in food science. Right. For a while, and I just saw on Instagram. Um, it was on the shade room, and they posted Lay's. They're they're having uh, all these different flavors. Right. Like I don't know. It was like mac and cheese. They had like crab yeah. boiled chips. Like it all tastes like something. Right. So right, something else. I, yeah. How do we how do we get these flavors? Like, well, the, well, the thing is, is that we they, we do things in chemistry where we can actually put a flavor of something like let's say for instance we could take barbecue watermelon or we could take barbecue chicken right mm-hmm. and put it in the machine and then once it goes through the machine we can see these inflections that tells us what causes the taste so you right? actually take barbecue chicken put it in a machine right and it tells you where the flavors come from yeah we can see where the flavors come from and then we can produce that on a chemistry level, like we can go inside and say, okay, we need to have this in there and this in there and this in there, and that will produce the flavor. You understand? And what's the this and this and this? What's that? That's the chemistry. Like what, what are what are they, are they um, I, don't, I don't know nothing about science, electrons, neutrons. Well, what, you, what you're thinking about is our taste buds mm-hmm. and then how those taste buds correlate to like our brain signals, right? Mm-hmm. And so our taste buds are gonna, when we have something hit our tongue, it's going to send a signal to our brain, right? Mm-hmm. And so also what happens is, is we can reproduce nature, meaning a lot of times when you go out now, like a lot of people are going out to buy vitamin C, mm-hmm. right? But when you get the vitamin C and you turn it on this label, what you'll really see is only ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid itself is not vitamin C. Mm. Ascorbic acid is just essentially like the wrapper around vitamin C. So mm-hmm. they took the wrapper off and then everything else was still left behind. And so you. And Why don't they just give us the vitamin C? Well, because then you got. I just got to give you the plant. You see what I'm saying? Oh. See, plants have certain ratios gotcha. of vitamins, minerals, tastes, and flavors that is very hard to just reproduce. And you can't you can't patent peppers, you know, mm-hmm. which are really high in vitamin C. Right. You can't patent that. You can't patent anything in nature. But if I reproduce it in the lab, I can patent that. And now right. I can make that mine and I can reproduce it. I can sell it. You can't reproduce nature. Right. So it's, it's the, like it's certain chemicals that you put together to produce the flavor. Right. And you just put that chemical as seasoning on the chips. And yeah. And now it tastes like yeah. Now it chip. tastes like what you think to believe is like what. What you think to believe is that flavor. Right. Because it goes from your taste buds to your brain. And you right. think, oh, this is crab boiled chips. It right. tastes like a crab boil. Oh, yeah, okay. and then people think certain things taste like blueberries, but then they taste blueberries, and they're like, this ain't blue. They taste the blueberry and say the blueberry doesn't taste like the blueberry in the in the in the yogurt or what have you. Right. You see what I'm saying? So like Right. Apple candy that tastes nothing like an apple, bro. It does not taste like How an did apple. that happen? Was it like uh was it they just started telling you, yo, this is what apple candy tastes like. This is what it tastes like. This is what it tastes like. Then we're what, like, oh, apple. Well the thing is, is that 
I can hijack your taste buds by actually baking in the ingredients that do that. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like I could put certain things in there to make you addicted to it. And one of the number one things they use is sugar. Mm -hmm. I mean, you add enough sugar to anything, it makes it taste better, right? For sure. And, and that's because psychologically they know that humans are, we seek sugar. Now in nature, we've always seek the taste of sugar from fruit. But they know that through millions of years and thousands of years, we've developed this fondness with sugar. Yeah. So what you do is you put a lot of sugar in there and then you put a different kind of flavor in there to make the variation because we also love variation. Mm -hmm. And voila, I mean, I can say it tastes like this, uh, but it, I can say it tastes like dill pickle, Mm -hmm. But you don't really know what dill tastes like. Right. <laughs> you understand? Like dill is right. a herb that's really healthy. Right, right, right. But most people haven't had the actual herb dill. You understand? Mm. So like, how do you know what it right, tastes right, like? Right. I'm just going to tell you it's dill pickle because that sounds really cool. And yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, now you got, now you got to walk me through this, um, this virus that's going on. Okay. Because yeah. It is now, let's just give the date because it, like things change often. So today is March 16th, 2020. So give me um, your perspective on the coronavirus and like what is actually happening right now with it. Okay, so first thing, they call it COVID-19, mm -hmm. uh, this particular one. And I say this particular one because coronaviruses is, are actually a, fi a family. There's over 400 different coronaviruses, okay? And mm -hmm. the... Coronavirus is from a family of diseases called zoonosis. Zoonosis means it comes from an animal and it's transferred to a human, okay? Oh. So these are animal-born diseases, okay? So there's over 400, all right? Seven of those 400 are able to be transferred to humans, okay? And we're familiar with a few of them. Yeah. SARS is one of them. That's a coronavirus. It came out in 2002. There was this outbreak. But only a thousand people died. So SARS is coronavirus too. It is a coronavirus. Oh. Okay, and then MERS. MERS came out in 2012, All right. and that's also a coronavirus, and that's Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. SARS is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. They're acronyms. Okay, mm. and that's the same thing with the coronavirus or COVID-19. It's coronavirus disease. COVID. Coronavirus disease. COVID. 19 because they discovered this particular strain in December of 2019. Mm. Okay. Does it have anything to do with the elections? Let's Ooh. go conspiracy theorists a little Let's bit. Let's go <laughs> <laughs> What I can say is what I find interesting is during election years, there's always some potential pandemic epidemic. Mm -hmm. If you go back to the year, I think Trump was in, it was like Ebola. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I remember being in Africa and they were like, it's a Ebola breakout in Africa. And I was in Africa at the time and I don't watch a lot of TV because mm -hmm. when I, at that time I was living in Japan, but I was yeah. just traveling to Africa. And um, so I had no idea before I booked my travel to go to Africa and I get there and friends are like, wait, you in Africa? I'm like, yeah. They're like, man, it's breaking out there. You need to get out of there. And I'm looking around at everybody else. And I'm like, is something going on? And they're like, we have no idea what Americans are talking about. <laughs> so Americans are talking about. Yeah. But did you go back again before that? It was a Zika virus. Mm -hmm. And you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's I, I think it's very interesting that there's outbreaks seem to be on election years mm -hmm. and even you go back to all the way back to 2002 with SARS and yeah. you know and they're not always directly related but they're always around the election time so mm -hmm. I can't say that and I can say this does have huge implica implications globally like mm -hmm. for instance like right now you're not able to sort of get any drugs from China and unfortunately, a lot, 80% of our drugs probably come from China. Wow. Like, we're, like, you think there's a lot of drug companies here, but the vast majority of drugs are generics. So the vast majority of them are coming from China. Mm. Um, and even like 5G. So everybody, you saw these commercials like, hey, this 5G now, this 5G. And like I was telling you earlier, check your phone. Yeah, that, I was it. looking at my phone. I, I was, I was like, like, yo, what's up, Mark? Where'd it go? Yeah, there's no more 5G. There's LTE which is a lower version, like a super lower version. And I'm not complaining because 5G is dangerous in terms of like the radiation output that we're getting from our cellular output we're getting from phones. So, uh, but what I'm saying is, is that China is one of the largest producers of 5G. And now nobody has 5G anymore. You see it on their phones. And so 
There are int- very interesting implications. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not one of those people who, like, say, I got this theory that I put together and I know. No, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm not in that. That's above my pay grade. Right. The game is still on. It's the Real Social Proof Online Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. That's right. It's going to be five intense days, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long with breaks in between. 60 plus successful speakers, which means 60 plus virtual sessions and workshops and private group access. And that's not it. All live sessions will be recorded and sent to every attendee. That's That's right. right. Every Every attendee. attendee. You'll never have to worry about missing a workshop. And with VIP access, we'll have the Social Proof Sunday calls ready for you every Sunday in April after the conference featuring social proof speakers you can engage with live. It's the, it's the Real, Real Social, social proof, proof Online Summit, Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. Get your tickets now at www.realsocialproof.com. But I, I do see all these interesting connections that, you know, make it seem very interesting. Interesting, <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, so I want to I want to go into exactly how this thing is attacking the body and right. how it's so, um, what's the word, contagious. Okay, yeah. Um, well, the reason why it's so contagious is because it, you can contract it because it's airborne. It can be airborne. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people you see are wearing the surgical mask. Those are the masks that you put around the ears, yep. and they have the they kind of like flap out here. Yeah. Well, since it's airborne, it won't matter because when you breathe in, you're breathing air in through here, so you still can get it with that type of mask. A surgical yeah. mask was made for a surgeon during surgery. It's actually to protect the patient, not the actual surgeon. It's so that when the surgeon is operating, he doesn't drip into the patient's wound. So it's not to protect the surgeon. It's actually to protect the patient. So we look dumb. Like when you see people, we look real dumb what with the they, mask on. Like, yo, what are you what, doing? Uh, it's good. Like, let's say, for instance, if, you're, if you have coronavirus right. and you cough, then you're helping the environment. But still, like you cough, it go, it can go out here too. Right. So in all actuality, that mask doesn't really help. But um, mm. and and then the other point to so that's why it's so contagious mm-hmm. is because it can be airborne. Gotcha. And the other reason is because you have to think about we are we in a, a global time. Mm-hmm. Like I could be talking to you here right now, mm-hmm. go catch a flight, and I can be in China tomorrow. Right. You understand? Right. And so because we live in those type of times, that's why it's so easy for it to go pandemic, which means that it goes global instead of epidemic, which is, means it's just located in China. You gotcha, see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it's, it's in the air. So it's not, it's not necessarily just like close interaction like this, like I get it from you. Right. Like Corey's over there. She's breathing it. She has it. I can breathe it too. Right. How far does the distance travel? Well, we don't know that. And because you got to understand it's air and air itself can travel. Right. Like you ever been walking and somebody ran by you and mm-hmm. you felt the air. Yeah. So like you can breathe out, have Corona. They run by you, take that air with them. So you can't really necessarily determine like how far, what distance, that sort, sort of thing. And so that's why you hear you know, people coming up with these new terms like social distancing to keep yourself from getting yeah. the virus or what have you. Um, so, yeah. So, is is that why they're trying to lock everybody in their own little house or whatever, just to kind of keep the air yeah. fresh? Or? I I guess. <laughs> you feel like it's a government takeover. A little bit. I feel like I I, I have a unique position, mm-hmm. and my unique position is this: there's a thing called natural selection. Mm-hmm. Natural selection is a process by which when an organism becomes so adapted to their environment, it increases their rate for survival and increases their... All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. 
See how you'll profit from NetSuite. I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Uh, ability to produce offspring. Mm -hmm. Key word, key phrase is organism becomes better adapted to their environment. Yeah. Okay. I think when, when we, because, and if you become, a, well, becoming a better adapted to your environment is essentially this. Eating nature, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, provides you with immunity. You get zinc, you get vitamin C, mm -hmm. phytochemicals, a host of things that help protect you and build your immunity, mm -hmm. right? And those who are able to get those resources, who are able to eat really well, mm -hmm. those are the people who are better apt to survive. Right? right. And so when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, most people aren't eating those things. Right. You understand? So due to natural selection, you see more people dying of things that most people shouldn't die of. So you see people dying of the flu mm -hmm. quite often. As a matter of fact, if you go on the CDC's website, they actually have a statistic that shows from October 1st to about February 20th, we had between 12,000 and 60,000 people die of flu in America. So 12,000 and 60, between 12 and 60,000 people have died between October Dang. and February. Okay. This is normal. Like it's so normal. You don't, you haven't heard of that statistic. Yeah. It's so normal that only about 3,600 people have died in China, but that gets more news. You understand? Right, right, right. So like what I'm trying to help you understand is that the fourth leading cause of death for all humans 
is respiratory infections. Mm -hmm. That's the fourth leading cause of death. And when you start to think about it in the grand scheme of things, we don't eat healthy, right? We stress, right. We, we're dehydrated, we don't sleep enough, we don't build immunity anymore because how you build immunity is when a baby comes out through the vaginal canal, it's like getting a swab of good bacteria. Mm -hmm. That's the first exposure to good bacteria to go inside of their body and start building immunity. Right. Most people have C-sections now. Mm -hmm. The second way we introduce immunity to the body is through nursing, breastfeeding. Most people don't breastfeed anymore. Right. The other way we get it is through germ immunity, meaning playing in the dirt, playing with other kids. Mm -hmm. Most kids don't play anymore and go outside anymore. Wow. So when you start to think about it, through natural selection, a lot of people aren't just going to make it because they're not using what nature has evolved with us. Right. The fruits, the vegetables, the nuts and seeds, normal or childbirth, breastfeeding, right. being outside in the sun, which produces vitamin D in our body mm -hmm. that then boosts our immune system. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So like, unfortunately, it's not just one thing. A lot of people are saying one thing, like wash your hands. And I'm not saying washing, washing your hands isn't a good thing. I'm right. just saying we're not doing all the other stuff. Right, right, you know, right. and because we're not doing all the, all the other stuff through a natural selection process, the people who are weak immunity-wise are falling off and dying at a higher rate. Mm. From a health care perspective, do you feel like, like they're trying to kind of just create this natural selection, like, yo, the strong survive, the, like population control kind of? I, I look at it like I have a different perspective. Yeah, I, I, love, I, I, I love hearing your perspective. <laughs> It's like, it's like you have one person, like my favorite movie is The Matrix. Mm -hmm. He goes, I have this pill, the right. red pill. I have this pill, the blue pill. What society is currently doing is giving you a red pill and a blue pill, mm -hmm. right? And everybody is choosing the wrong pill. They're choosing the pill that he's doing like this. Cause you can say, I got a, I got a red pill mm -hmm. and I got a blue pill, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, right, right. And so like, you go automatically think, I right. think I need to go right, with right. this or maybe he nudged All me. my friends got that one. Right. Yeah, so when you see a commercial that says, got, got milk, mm -hmm. you think, oh, I need to get milk in my body. But the, the, the current studies, not the old studies, the current studies say not only is it milk, milk isn't good for you because it increases allergies, it increases inflammation, it increases constipation, and a whole host of other things, including cancer, it actually makes your bones more brittle. Really? And they did these studies I in Europe. milk makes strong bones. No. If it don't do nothing, milk's no. supposed to make strong bones. Actually, milk. what it does is, because milk has a sugar in it called lactose, mm. it actually makes your body acidic. And so your body now has to buffer that acidity. When I say buffer, it has to keep the pH around about 7.35. Mm. So now your pH is dropping low. Now it's got to buffer that by increasing the pH. One of the most alkaline things you have in your body is calcium. 99% of all calcium is in your bones, in your teeth. So now when it, it has to buffer it, it's pulling calcium out of the bone, pulling calcium out of, out of the teeth. Okay? And what is that going to do? Increase cavities, increase bitter bones. That's why you see a lot of elderly who have high rate for bone fractures, that wow. sort of thing. So. Wow. So the, at, at the end of the day, is there nothing we can do about corona? Uh, of course. Of well, course. Or are you saying... If we eat right, we're more immune. Well, what I say is when you eat the right thing, because people always say, <clears throat> like, WTF, should I eat? Mm -hmm. You know, what the hell should I eat, doc? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you saying I can't eat this. They saying I can't eat that. There's so much confusion and misinformation out there. But what I'm saying is... Vibes education, those are all the answers. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> that's why I named the book, Vegication Over Medication. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, like, think about any medication. No medication has ever cured anything. It only treats. Mm. Treatment is like this. It doesn't make you more alive. It doesn't quite make you more dead. Mm -hmm. What it does is it makes you right in the middle, like a zombie. You're able to just continue to function enough to go to work, pay your bills, pay for your medications. But you can't have a lot of energy. You never get better. Like you've never seen anybody who started on one blood pressure medication who didn't end up on two, three, four, and five. Mm. Same thing with diabetics. They start on one, they end up on two, three, four, and five, and then finally insulin. They always get worse progressively because it's treating it, meaning it's treating the number. And so you can make the number lower or normal, but it doesn't mean that the, the, the body isn't still disintegrating. The body isn't still getting worse just because mm -hmm. the number is adjusted. The damage is still occurring. The havoc is still being wreaked on your body. 
Gotcha. So what I'm saying is, is what we need to do is not only adopt a plant-based lifestyle, which has all the phytonutrients that fight cancer, mm. that has all the minerals, things like iron. People know like when you have an iron deficiency, there are side effects. You feel, you know you have an iron. You're, mm. you're eating a whole bunch of ice. You have lower energy. You feel cold all the time. Like there's symptoms from having a mineral deficiency. The oh, same wow. thing with vitamin D. How do you get more iron? Well, it's the same thing. Like, the, it comes from the ground. Because I be cold, man. Yeah, like... <laughs> I be cold all the time. Like, that's hey. the thing. Like, minerals come from the ground. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing I was talking about with getting immunity by playing in the dirt. Like, I remember being a kid eating a mud pie because this girl was so cute. Like, I right, was thinking right. to myself, like, <laughs> she was like, here. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> and so, you know, but because we're in nature... Playing in the dirt, you know, because like my grandmother had like fruit trees in the back backyard, you know, we were just always exposed to things that were in nature. So we were putting them in our bodies, but now we're not. Gotcha. So what I'm saying is we have to return to nature. The other thing is don't stress like this coronavirus is just like the flu. When you look at the symptoms mm -hmm. of the coronavirus, right. it's like the flu and the cold, runny nose, uh, sometimes um coughing, you know, mucus production, uh, shortness of breath, um, all the symptoms you would see with the flu yeah. and a cold or a bronch uh, like a bronchitis infection, upper or lower, mm -hmm. it's the same symptoms. And the other thing, it, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, the reason why China was a little bit more deadly was for a few reasons. A, they smoke a lot there, way more here than here in the U.S. Mm. Because you're able to do advertisements there. Like yeah. you put a billboard up with somebody, somebody cool smoking a cigarette. Right. You can't do that here anymore. It's illegal. Mm -hmm. So smoking rates are higher there, which means that they're going to have more resins. Yeah. And this is a respiratory disease. The other thing you have to think about, there were 3,600 deaths there. But also, China has two billion people there. So numbers, numbers, right, number wise, you can't compare America to China because we only have two hundred and fifty million. Right. Now, if you're a billionaire like Jay Z, you understand like when somebody say, "I got two hundred and fifty million, you'd be like, "Nah, I got two billion." Mm -hmm. You know, there's a huge difference. Yeah, sure. It's not just a little. Yeah. It's like it's a huge difference. Right. And so when you look at the numbers, you can't look at them the same. And so like a lot of times when people are out there and looking at the numbers, that's what I'm trying to help them understand. It's a little bit different. You can't look at it the same. Gotcha. It's way different. And so I guess what I'm trying to say in the grand scheme of things is we can do something. We can keep our bodies clean mm -hmm. because when your body isn't clean, you can't build immunity. Right, right. Just think about it. Like this gut is responsible for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like People think they're eating food and getting value out of it, but if the lining of your gut is filled with fecal matter from decades ago, yeah. if you got 10 to 25 pounds of the undigested food in your gut and you're eating, you think you're absorbing a lot of that nutrients? Right. And now think about even if you're not eating a healthy diet, mm -hmm. which doesn't have a lot of nutrients in it in the first place, you're definitely not getting it. Mm. So that's why it's first important to clean out your body because your body is designed to fight viruses, meaning antibiotics don't fight viruses. Vaccines don't even. What vaccines do is they give you a weakened form of the actual virus. So they take the coronavirus strain or the flu virus or whatever you want to call it. They take it. They give you a dead form of it. Mm -hmm. So they make it not alive and they give it to you. Right. And then your immune system is able to fight against this weakened pathogen. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have two branches of your immune system, innate, which is for immediate response. That's like if you get a cut and you want to prevent, you know, it from getting infected. Then you have adaptive, which is memory. It means it's like a sniper. It sees something foreign, like a virus come in. It shoots it, put a tag, tag on, and it says, I know I have a treatment plan for when this comes back. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of times when people take, you know, a vaccine or something, they never get it again. But our bodies are set up to do that anyway. Mm. I used to do vaccination, but my vaccination growing up was my grandmother sending me in the room with my cousin who had chicken pox. Right. And then I get chicken pox and I never have to worry about it again. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Like I, when people say, do you vaccinate? I'm like, yeah, I do. So that's like, flu, like the flu shot. So you're saying in the flu shot, they're giving you a dead flu cell. Yeah. So that your body can, yeah, well, not dead, but weakened. Yeah. So that your body says, oh, there's a weak one. Let's yeah. jump them. Right. And then eventually when they see more, it's like, yo, I, I know how to attack this. Right, right. But my, my position with viruses, because viruses are very different from bacteria, 
and fungus. Right. Like is flu shot the same as corona? Well, I mean COVID. Well, COVID nineteen and then influenza they act in a very a very similar way, mm-hmm. meaning the protein receptors they call it corona because. A corona is like the sun, and that's what the actual coronavirus looks like. Looks like. Gotcha. looks like a corona of a sun. Wow. All right? And so that's why they call it coronavirus, all right? But the protein receptors on it, you could e- they can either have the type of receptors that only attach in your nose, and then you'll have a runny nose. Mm. Or they can have the kind that can get down, the type of receptors that can get into the lung tissues, and then that's when you get the respiratory infection. Gotcha. So that's the difference between like when, when you're sick, y'all got a cold. You got a head cold or a chest cold? Exactly. And it's the receptor is mm-hmm. attacking one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in terms of is it the same or they're different in how they work, but they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They attach to the same place. They cause the same issues. You understand? So the Does way I- just have a whole bunch of receptors that attacks everything? No. Nobody's bleeding out their eyes. No, like- Everybody is having the same symptoms they would have if they had the flu. Right. And I think what we do is we put another name on something and we think that it's very different. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying in the beginning. In science, you know, we just separate everything. But if it were up to me, I'd be like, oh, this is another flu. Yeah. I wouldn't even say another. I would just say this is the flu. It does the same thing. You understand? Gotcha, gotcha. I wouldn't even put another name on it. There's no need for that. Like, it's right, a waste right. of time. It's more something out of a store in my memory bank. Like, I wouldn't even put another name on mm-hmm. it. You understand? And when you look at things historically, you have to understand before the 1900s, before humans start, you know, industrializing food, yeah. the number one killer of human beings was infection. You understand that? So that's, viruses have been around since the beginning of time before humans, before animals. They're going to always be around. And the reason why is because viruses aren't dead or alive. They just get inside of your cell and take control of your machinery and start mass duplicating themselves. Mm. So when they're saying you're killing a virus, you're not killing, you can't kill a virus. It's not alive to be killed. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So can you manufacture a virus? Yeah. Like like, if there were some evil people in the world, I want to spread this. Of course. Because you can change, you can go in... Go inside, splice DNA and change DNA. Make something have receptors to attach here and do this. You can take versions of HIV and and take some um, DNA code out and add some DNA code in from another virus. Like, yeah, you can do all of that. Wow. Yeah, but like we do that with studies in a Petri dish. So, yeah, that's very common. Dang. And I'm not saying that we're creating viruses intentionally because uh, I don't know anything about that. Mm, you know, but, but what I'm possible. saying... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, super possible. Mm. So, okay. All right. Yeah, that, yeah that's, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, and like I said before, like, think about it with this. Like, I can't patent an apple. Why? Because it's nature. Because it's, it's nature. Yeah. But you can go online and check there are certain viruses that have patents. Wow. So there's some people that created a virus that this is mine. I own this. You can't, you can't make it the way I made it. I'm just going to say that you, you can't patent an apple, but there's viruses and diseases that have a patent. Why would someone want to patent a disease? I don't think like that. Uh, so I wouldn't know. Like the, I only think holistically. I only think healing. It seems like all this information would make you a bit of a pessimist. A little bit. Because you get, like you see, it's like you see everything. Like Neo in the Matrix, he's like, yo, that's not even a mistake. That's crazy. Yo, that person isn't a real person. He's eight. like, it, yeah. you, you see so much. So, yeah. But when you see that, it's like for me, how I, and my view on life is a little bit different, but like, I don't view this body as my last saving grace. Like, mm, when this sure. body is gone, then I'll probably instantly die and then wake up coming out of a, a vaginal canal in Peru. So and you I, think you like, after you die, you're like recreated as another person? I hadn't died, so I don't know. But what I'm saying to you is <laughs> I believe that the soul is infinite. Yeah, for sure. And so like my stake is in my soul, not in my body. And mm-hmm. so when it's time to leave this body, like there's no need for me to have any attachments to it. Yeah. And so I'm here to serve a purpose and my purpose is to help people heal. And not only just physically, but mentally and spiritually. And so that's why, for me, my idea is to help people create this calm and peace in their life because it's a default state. It's not something to attain. It's something we've gotten away from. Mm. And so I don't think like that, yeah. why people would do something like that. Right, right. And the other thing is I'm good at it's none of my business. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. Like, my business is to be as healthy as possible. Yeah. My business is to enjoy life. My business is to help other people. It ain't 
none of my business why people want to do that. Like, yeah. I will never be able to understand that because it's not how my brain is wired. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to think because everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, the Nazis thought they were doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not wired to think why this would be the right thing. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what is what is what is your mission right now in detail? Like, what do you um, what do you like? Wake up every day and think this is what I'm going to go do. Um. Well, the first thing I think is, you know, I wake up like ready. Mm. Like I wake up ready because, um, man, I've been given so many opportunities in my life that a lot of people that I grew up with didn't have. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm always so full of gratitude because of that. Mm. And I always have the examples there, like growing up, like people just falling off and disintegrating and falling into situations like I always have those examples. And so I'm just in this ultimate state of gratitude all the time because I realize how how thankful I should be because for some reason I wasn't one of those statistics. And so like for me, I wake up and think gratitude first. And then after that, I think I don't want to die before I finish what I came here to do. And so I get to it, man. And so I really believe that my, part of my perspective purpose being here is to help inspire people into a higher version of themselves and also to help people see what they don't see. Yeah. And I think that's the purpose of all friends and family and people you love is to bring to the light that which is in the dark. Yeah. And so that's all I'm trying to do. I'm not I, I'm not specifically trying to do that in any way, mm -hmm. even though right now it's plants, you know, it seems like it's just plants. Mm -hmm. But I want to get beyond that conversation. But the truth of the matter is, is if you eat a certain kind of way, you can't th think a certain kind of way. Mm. You can't hear what I say. It won't make sense to you. Because there's certain things that people said to me way early in my journey yeah. to help me avoid a lot of the things I needed to avoid. Yeah. But I couldn't hear yeah, them. Yeah. I couldn't hear them. But now when people speak to me, even in the slightest way, I'm able to hear it. Yeah. And it resonates with me. Wow. And so that's what I want to do is help people understand that this body is like a Bentley. You can't put regular gas in it. Mm -hmm. Like you got to go pre premium petrol every time. I love it. Are you married, Bobby? Nah. Are you, are you dating? Yeah. Yo, could you date somebody that's not vegan? That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Because again, like it's about how the gas you put in determines the function. Mm -hmm. Meaning like I understand what food does to people. Because I've been a food chemist. I'm a nutritionist. I've seen it in the hospitals. Like people in their 30s and 40s with the, the amount of disease that's happening at this age where they should be in their prime. Right. And so I understand that when I date somebody, there's a certain thinking there. And I'm not saying that people who eat meat and dairy aren't intelligent. Right. and can't be intelligent but you have to move beyond intelligence mm -hmm. you have to move into compassion you have to move into like thinking spiritually you have to move into a space where you're able to download things from places the same way the wi-fi has no con connection you have to have that connection in that download space what if they have that connection they just it's like steak. But then i understand that what state is going to give them in life mm. health wise yeah and now I have to be there to take care of them. Yeah. You know, there's this lady in Florida, she's maybe in her 70s or 80s, but she looks like she's 30 because she's been plant-based for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. Now she, she started the journey 30, 40 years ago and her husband didn't. Her husband looks 80. Mm. You understand? It's about choice, man. Yeah. And so you have to, I understand that in dating, I'll be making a choice. If somebody chooses to eat that way, I have to accept that about them. I can't tolerate them. Yeah. If I tolerate them, I'm going to be saying, you eat that way and I still love you. Right. If I accept them, it means I have to say, I accept that if you get sick, I'm going to take care of you, yeah. which I do. Even if yeah. somebody is vegan, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to be healthy because some people eat vegan junk food, right? Yeah. You know, but if you eat healthy, plant-based vegan, then essentially you have no worries when it comes to health, except mm. stepping off of a corner and getting ran over by right, right. <laughs> or yeah. somebody giving you a knife or a shiv in the back or something like that. But essentially you have no health concerns. Wow. You wow. Know, so. That is awesome. So look, uh, Bobby's up for grabs, y'all. <laughs> As of this moment, right? All right. So real quick, man, I want to I I wrap up with um, a question um, that I ask every guest that's on here. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? accomplishing what in the next five to 10 years, you know, my guy's grace are still here. Yeah. Um, just so that we can look back at this interview and say, wow, I remember Dr. Bobby said he was going to cure cancer and he did look, uh, or you know what I mean? Like, so 
Get, what do you think you'll accomplish or where do you think you'll be in the next five to ten years? Well, I hope I, at that point, um, I hope to have a, a farm with a wellness um, bed and breakfast there mm. so that people can, it'll create an environment for people to sort of get away from society and come into mm. this very sterile, uh, healthy, holistic environment mm-hmm. and experience what it feels like to eat well, live well, and be around good energy. So that's one of the things that is really big on my heart and I know uh, I love to accomplish, if not in this lifetime, essentially get done. And then um, the other thing is um, just continue to inspire people, continue to show people the highest version of themselves and show them like pathways to get there because it's not just one pathway. Gotcha. You know, there definitely wasn't one for me. And um, I think other than that, just, um, you know, have my space where I can disappear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, continue to travel and uh, have somebody by my side I love and can share all that with. Somebody by his side, ladies. Said he's, look, he's up for grabs. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, five to years, you and his future. Now, uh, let, uh, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and um, tell them, you know, about the cleanse and who needs it. Yeah, so essentially the cleanse is for everybody because essentially it's like doing an oil change. Like we do an oil change for our cars every three to four months. We do uh, maintenance on our cars, tune-ups, even get a detail. Well, we have no processes like that for our bodies. So it's a full body detox and most people haven't did one. Uh, so it's essentially for everybody. It's a maintenance plan. It's a health plan. It's a gap plan for those who want to maintain their health and their highest version of thinking and uh, energy, sleep well, that sort of thing. So that's who the cleanse is for. Um, you can go to my website, www.drbobbyprice.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Dr. Holistic, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C. And I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram as Dr. Bobby Price. So I love it. I love it. Yo, make sure you follow Dr. Bobby. Yes, he's speaking at Social Proof, okay, amid the COVID-19 uh, scare, we are going to be doing an online summit. Really, it's going to be the largest online summit that uh, you've ever experienced. I'm looking forward to that, too. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. It's for the people who can't travel, and I feel like we can take this information international because not everybody has ac- this type of access yeah. to get this type of information. Yeah. Now, some people, they just eat bad because they've never had a chance to talk to you. So right. they're oblivious. Right. To, they see, you know, what the health, or they, they see, like, this whole plant-based lifestyle, or they see the healthy junk food, and they feel like, yep. oh, well, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's healthy. It's an impossible burger. It's right. impossible. Yo, but first off, I saw... I, okay, I want to talk about that real quick. Because I was, somebody was like, yo, Google what it is. Like, what's it? Somebody said, yo, what's in it? I was like, I don't know. It's plant-based. And then I realized that it's gen- genetically modified soy. Right. Anything wrong with that? Yes. So talk to me about that. There's a huge amount wrong with that. Well, this, this, first of all, soy has a lot of estrogen in it. And I think that when they compared the estrogen in the Impossible Burger, it was like taking a couple uh, birth control pills. So think about that. The other thing is, it, with it being genetically modified, and people have the argument genetically modified is good, genetically modified and bad. In my opinion, I write about it in my book. In the chapter Seeds of Deception, I don't believe any genetically modified anything. Like, a genetically modified human wouldn't be good, right? <laughs> you know, and, you know, I always tell people, they like, well, why don't you drink milk? It's sick. I was like, I don't drink milk for this, you know, the same reason I wouldn't drink milk for calcium in my bones is the same reason I wouldn't use, you know, a cow's blood for a, a transfusion. Mm. It's not meant for me. Right, right. And so, like, anything that's man-made, we haven't evolved with. Mm-hmm. Our bodies won't recognize it. Real recognize real. So, uh, and the other thing is, with anything that's genetically modified, they have to put a lot of pesticides, a lot of herbicides on it. And those pesticides and herbicides, like glyphosate, are cancerous. They're carcinogens. So, mm. you know, in my opinion, it is not a good thing at all. So I don't eat Impossible Burgers. And then you see a lot of people, when they eat it, they have digestive issues right after eating it. Yeah. Like what about Beyond Meat? Is that better? I'll be honest. Like, I try to stay away from all that sort of processed meat. If I want to make a burger, like I can make a plant-based burger. What, do you, what would you use? So I'll use things like mushrooms, lentils, chickpeas, uh, and, and quinoa, those those things can make a nice little patty for you. I'm going to have to come through for dinner one day. Come through. Come through. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Man, make sure you follow Dr. Bobby Price. Uh, really just one of the most impressive thinkers that I know. I appreciate I mean, that, bro. Really, I mean, like to, the, the, the way you, um, you have a passion for people's livelihood. There's a bunch of motivational speakers that y'all really care about people. But it's more from a a um, a motivational perspective. It's not based on research. It's like yo saying something to somebody that might feel good. But you literally made this a life study on how to allow people to have a healthy, healthier, happier lifestyle. Yeah. And for that, I believe you're probably going to end up with a Nobel Peace Prize or something like that. What I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, because you're like literally in a fight and you're saying all the things that nobody wants to talk about, even the plant based community. Right. Because they feel like everything they do is better, but like you really understand the science behind it. Right. So um, I'm no longer drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> Kool-Aid. At <laughs> all that, all I got is no more Kool-Aid. So you know, make sure you follow Dr. Bobby Price. We are out of here. Peace. Peace. The game is still on. It's the Real Social Proof Online Summit, March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. That's right. It's going to be five intense days, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long with breaks in between. 60 plus successful speakers, which means 60 plus virtual sessions and workshops and private group access. And that's not it. All live sessions will be recorded and sent to every attendee. That's That's right. right. Every Every attendee. attendee. You'll never have to worry about missing a workshop. And with VIP access, we'll have the Social Proof Sunday calls ready for you every Sunday in April after the conference featuring Social Proof speakers you can engage with live. It's the Real Real Social Proof Proof Online Online Summit, Summit. March 30th to April 3rd, 2020. Get your tickets now at www.realsocialproof.com Yo, this is your boy Donald The Boys. Donald The Boys. And that's right. If you're listening, then you know a little bit of my swag, my production. I'm a voiceover artist, podcast producer, and also a little bit of a creative. And I want to offer you a special offer for this podcast listenership. That's right. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you need any kind of commercials, promos, or advertisements, then I'll be sure to hook you up. With prices starting as low as $50 for a fully produced commercial, I'm willing to give you the best value that you can get anywhere. So once again, head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And I look forward to talking to you. Yeah.